Good evening. This is Edward and Anne, sonsofgod.com. It's September 11th, 2016. This is Sunday evening. The title of this word is Countdown. And as we have pointed out in the last several words, uh, we have entered a timeline. And we've, we've talked about that before. We've, at different junctures in the dealings of God, we enter certain timelines where God's moving uh, is hastening and a lot of things begin to come together and unfold. In our most recent word on resurrection life, which was just a, a very brief meditation, it wasn't really a prepared word as it was just something that we've been tracking on. We began to really address the issue of where we are. And, you know, it, it is an interesting situation where God has the sons positioned. Because as much as we look around, uh, we don't scour the internet, we don't have time for it. But as, as much as we've looked around, we don't see that much awareness of what is really transpiring. A lot of people are getting dreams and visions about catastrophes and things that are coming for the West Coast, the Midwest, whatever. And I, I do believe that um, the Lord does bring revelations, visions, dreams to warn his prophets uh, at various levels that everyone is on. But there has been really no awareness of really what is happening. And so you can get caught up into this end-time disaster scenario where, you know, you're out there preparing and, and you're praying, oh God, you know, uh, save America or, or whatever it is that you feel inclined to pray about. And there just is not that awareness of what God is really doing. You know, you can read the scriptures all day long and you can see where it's going as far as the judgments that are coming in the end time and the things that are going to unfold. And people, you know, you can read through the book of Revelations. It looks rather interesting. But the reality is that we are walking in these days right now. And we've hit timeline after timeline within the book of Revelation that we find ourselves moving into. And it's, it's a very interesting time that we're in. And what I'm going to say, I've said, we've, we've said before, but it just needs to be said again because of the emphasis that's coming in the Spirit. Everything is about... Christ ruling and reigning. It's about the sons coming to birth. It's about the ruling and reigning of the kings and priests. It's about the chosen royal priesthood that God is raising up. The problem is that the mentality that exists in the world, even in those who call themselves prophets, who sit up and have their congregations of thousands, and who get these dreams and visions, which are of the Lord, generally, and they 
they, they put themselves as judge and jury and say, well, we've got to do this and, and this and let's pray for America. And, and, and you know, and, and they really have no clue. They don't really have any revelation. They don't really have any perception. They don't understand what is really happening in the earth because it's all about the manifestation of the sons of God. It's all about Romans 8. It's all about living in the present here right now. And that has been a very difficult thing for the soul flesh of man to grasp, to look at the book of Revelations chapter 8 or Daniel 3 and say, this is happening now. It, it sounds like such an arrogant statement. You know, who are we to make such profound statements that this is where you are? You know, I, it's, I, I don't mean to be grinding an axe here, but we recently went through listening and, and just looking at a lot of things going on. And we're not even talking about the Infowars.com people and the preppies and, you know, all of the awareness of, of that level. We're talking about the prophetic Christianity level that still has no understanding about what's really happening. And I'm not here to judge them. It's, it's just they don't see the whole picture. It's like looking at an elephant. You see one ele element of it, and you say, well, this is what God is doing. No, this is what God is doing. And, you know, it just makes you groan inside that the blinders really come off of God's people so that they really understand the time of their visitation. Everything that we've talked about in the three books, we've talked a lot about bonds, of course, but we've talked a lot about the Word. And in some of the recent words that have come, the Lord has begun to really give a more clear grasp, not an understanding on a mental level, but something of an experience where you're beginning to experience the reality of Christ in you on a whole different level. The reality of the indwelling of the Godhead. The reality that God has always been looking for a people that he would indwell. And how does the scripture go? And I will be their God and they will be my people, my sons and my daughters. That's always been the promise. What, what, what is, we were talking about this on the last word, what is the seal to sonship? The fact that you have a revelation of it? No, the seal is the transformation of your body into what we call immortality, resurrection life, from a worm to a butterfly, a whole new thing. I'm, I'm doing a new thing, a new creation. It's, it's, it's written all throughout the Word, and people don't see it, that the plan of God has been to redeem a people unto himself that literally become the essence and presence of God in the earth as the Lord, the firstborn of many, was and is. And so God is doing something so profound that it bypasses so many. I, I have no idea how many there are that really understand the depth of what God is bringing forth right now. But it's, there's more to it than that. It, it, there's more to it than understanding the process that you've been in 
to come into the final seal of sonship and the reality of resurrection life because there's been a propelling of the sons into the ministry of the kings and priests prior to their full ascension into the presence of the Father as we visualize it and as we see it. We know the seal. We know what God is doing is going to culminate in a whole new creation, literally, that you will be a whole new creation. There's no history written about you and what you are to be. You, you can't go and look it up. But God is, is doing something new. And it's a new creation. And most people just, you know, they don't, they, they're not able to understand that, that uh, of what is doing. They, they know they accept Jesus as their Savior and that they're going to have eternal life. And they're going to live in his presence. And all of these ideas and concepts, which may not, you know, I'm not saying that they're wrong. But they're so far short of really what God is doing in bringing forth his sons and daughters into their inheritance. And so what we've talked about the last several months and probably the last several years has been the reality of the word in you. And that's why I, I was talking about this inner penetration of God and man within you that is happening. It's been happening for so long. It's not a new thing. It's just coming to a point of completion now. And, and that's why the work of the cross has always been with you. Because how does Malachi go, who can stand when he appears? He's like a, you know, a refiner's fire. What's been happening to you in your walk over these last many years? It could be one year, it could be 20, it could be 40. He's appearing. He has been appearing to you constantly. And the appearing is the fire. You've been embracing and you've been living a life in the fire. There hasn't been a day. If you're truly chosen as a son and not on the outskirts of the camp looking in like the, the prophets, you know, that, that saw from a distance but didn't enter into the transformation that happened when Elijah was caught up. You know, they all said, oh, yeah, this is what's happening. But Elisha says, you know, get behind me. Elisha knew what was coming down, and he was right there. So something deep is happening. And you've been living this for however long, I don't know. But you've been living in the fire. That has been your place of dwelling. Because he who is near the fire is near to the Lord. I think that's in the book of Thomas. And so it's just kind of interesting to dwell on this for a second. I know we're, we're, we're going to, this tends to be a little bit random when I speak, but 
your life has been one of living in the fire 24-7. The only time it hasn't been that is when you've withdrawn, when you haven't understood what was happening to you and you, you drew back. And we've all had that. We've all had that. That's the soul flesh. You know, the soul doesn't want to die. But that's been our life, living in the fire, because that's living in his presence. And the net result of that is that the dross is burned off. And then the fire, it, it, it means nothing. You know, the fire, there's nothing left to burn off. And we've talked about before the judgments that God is bringing in the earth. That he first, first he will baptize his sons in the judgments that are come. Who, who, who experiences the judgments of God first are the sons. Before the world, before it happens to the world, it happens to and within the sons. That's the fire that you've been going through and are going through. And that's what's burning off the dross, that you're able to stand in his presence, dressed in white robes as the scripture goes. But it's also the same reason that God can release the judgment in the earth and know that it will not touch his sons because they've gone through the process. Because the word says God is not a respecter of people, of persons. You know, he judges the just and the unjust alike. You just have to make sure the work's been done and then nothing's going to touch you. And that's why the work has been thorough and complete. And that is why the Lord has delayed the judgments for, I, I, I would say it's been, what, five years, maybe, since the Lord brought that word to me, that he was standing in intercession before the Father, him between the Father and, and the earth and the sons, because the work had not been finished, and had the Father moved in the judgments for this age, Back then, it would have taken a lot of the sons. Because he's not going to say, well, okay, I'll judge this one, but I won't judge that. The word just comes, and it judges. And if you're in the wake of the judgment, it'll catch you too. That's why it's been so thorough and why there has been a delay. There literally has been a delay. I recall looking at some dreams uh, a pastor had as we were kind of going through a lot of things that are out there. And it was interesting because he pastors many, many people. And, um, and I saw within him a, a real heart for God, I, a genuineness, not a lot of the phony stuff that you see, but something that was very genuine. And he began to pray 
for America and pray for God's people. And the father spoke to him and says, you know, uh, it's, it, it, it's, it's already done. You know, I figured exactly how he phrased it. But it was almost like when Daniel was praying for the illegitimate child of Bathsheba that had been born and was dying. And he, you know, God was taking the child in judgment. The story is back in the Old Testament somewhere. And he just prayed and prayed and prayed. God would save the son. Finally, you know, Daniel realized God said, no, it's done. And so he got up, dusted his pants off, and went on. The judgments were issued. The judgments coming right now, uh, it's, they're already established. They're already done. They're already in motion. And, you know, a lot of people are probably even more so as the time goes on, are going to be praying like crazy for something that God is not even into because it's going to be born out of their soulish interpretation of what they think they need to do. I'm going to pray for America, pray for this, pray for that. I'm not, just, I'm not saying that you don't want to pray for America. I'm not, it's just not on that level. It's not on that level. It's time that the judgments are being released. And so, my point here, about three minutes ago, here there was a point I was driving towards. The point is that God's sons are His mouthpiece in the earth right now. It's not waiting for a time where all of a sudden they're finally resurrected, they're finally sitting on the throne, and then they become God's mouthpiece. Uh, it's not happening that way. They begin to move, and the signs will follow. God's sons are his mouthpiece, and they are beginning to speak the word. And that word is issuing the judgments that God has reserved for this time. It's already in motion. It is moving down the track so quickly right now. Looking in in uh, Daniel three, it was interesting. You know the the fourth kingdom in the the, the 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 scriptures. They talk about it as being Rome, and you know could very well have been Rome on one level back then, but really it speaks about the kingdoms of this age that are upon us. And it says there will be a fourth kingdom as strong as iron. This is verse forty. Inasmuch as iron crushes and shatters all things, so like iron it breaks in pieces, it will crush and break all these. In that you saw the feet and toes, partly of potter's clay, partly of iron, it will be a divided kingdom, but it will have in it the toughness of iron, inasmuch as you saw the iron mixed with common clay. As the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of pottery, so some of the kingdom will be strong and part of it brittle. And in that you saw the iron mixed with common clay, they will combine with one another in the seat of men, but they will not adhere to one another even as iron does not combine with pottery. 
in the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed. And that kingdom will not be left for another. It will crush and put an end to all these kingdoms, but it itself will endure forever. Inasmuch as you saw that a stone was cut out of the mountain without hands and crushed the iron, the bronze, clay, and silver, and gold. And, you know, Daniel says, you know, this is the interpretation as he finishes talking to King Nebuchadnezzar. And we've talked about the last kingdom. And one thing that we need to understand, and, and perhaps why you have felt the energy in the spirit shifting constantly is because this last kingdom is being brought down. It's being brought down right now as we speak. It's no coincidence, of course, to look at all of the nations going, what's coming down with all of the nations, whether it's Germany or U.S. or U.K. or China, Russia, whatever, We've never seen things on this level of chaos and the ability to communicate just literally doesn't exist. The bankers are having a heck of a time even communicating amongst themselves. The global elitists, as some would call them, the Nephilim, the seed of Satan in the earth. All of this is being brought down and the whole essence of this word when I say countdown is because it's predicated upon the word of prophecy that must continue to be spoken right now. God has put upon the sons a mantle. It's a mantle of authority. It's a mantle of the word. You know, we, we talk about in, 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 in the scripture, I forget exactly what, where it is, but it talks about the, the kings and priests of God, you know, that you're called as, as, as one of the kings and priests. Anyway, wherever that is, James, I, I don't recall. But the point, and it has been a, the point all along, has been we have to get out of the mental conditioning that always puts things in the future because you don't seem to be experiencing what you perceive should be the reality. And so therefore you're waiting for something. You're waiting for that time when you appear before him and he puts a crown on your head and you say, okay, I'm a king and priest. What do you want me to do? And that's a level of the soul. The thing of it is, we still are not aware, as we need to be, of what we have become in the spirit. Now, some of you might just say that's, you know, I, I, I don't know if, if that's a problem for some of you or not. You know, you're, but I can only tell you that we are still learning our spirits, we're still coming into an awareness of who we are. And we've talked about this a number of times. The kings and priests are here now. 
those that God has sent into the earth for the, for the final, final change and transformation are here now. The stage is set and being set. Um, but what's important has been to realize your part, shall we say, in all of this. We make a great error if we, you know, are just waiting for God to do something. When he's given us everything and he is waiting for us to believe what he has said and to just do. What's happening in the earth right now is happening because a word has been spoken and, ha and is being spoken. And this has been going on for some time now. A word of judgment, a word of dominion, uh, and the discernment with that has been coming more and more to reveal the enemy behind closed doors. And the whole dynamic is that we are the major players in this. We are the anchor in this race. We are the mojo ministry, if you want to call it that. The sons of God are the mojo ministry. They are the extension of the Father, the extension of the Son. They are that. And as long as Satan can keep you doubting or believing that it will come at a certain point and not recognizing that in spite of what you see, in spite of what you feel, in spite of what your emotions are saying, in your spirit, you are a king and a priest before God. In your spirit, he has put a mantle, a mantle that rests upon you to bring in the kingdom, to speak the word. And I know that there's been a great carefulness to not move ahead of the Lord, not, you know, not go out there and just judge everything like James and John, you know, the sons of Zebedee, they called them the sons of thunder. Anyone got in their way, they just want to go ahead, and just, you know, take them out. Not that we haven't all felt that way and still do at times. Um, and, but there's been a carefulness. We, Lord, we don't want to move ahead, but we certainly don't want to drag behind. And I know that the judgments are contingent upon the word that's in your mouth. It's contingent upon the word that's in your mouth right now. I recall a vision that came oh, maybe four or five years ago. And I'll just kind of recap the, the latter part of it. And it really had to do with the abject arrogance that was on the satanic uh, uh, seed, the Nephilim, the principalities, the powers, uh, you know, everything attached to it. There was such an arrogance and a disbelief that the Father would ever bring 
judgment. And that deception has gone really, really deep in the ranks of the satanic world. They really don't believe that God the Father is really going to do, you know, do this thing to really bring a, a decisive judgment and send them all into the abyss. They just, they just don't believe that. And I saw as a whole group of these uh, ancient spirits were gathered and I heard the father behind me as he addressed them because he was releasing the judgment. And he looked at them and he said, and you thought that I would never bring judgment. And it was such a shock to them. And I know that this is the time that we're in of that judgment that's coming now. And we really are on the edges of it. I feel like we're in a countdown. That countdown is short. It's very short. Um, I'm not even going to put months or days or weeks or whatever. It's just we're in a short countdown. And this countdown is tied into the prophetic word that's being spoken through the mouths of the sons as they speak the judgments of God into the earth. And it's not that we even have to be so specific and start naming spirits and principalities as much as we are declaring an absolute end to the control and manipulation of the satanic seed in the earth, to that which has been going on behind closed doors, to manipulate mankind and literally bring mankind into an extinction. And for the last two or three years, there has been a, uh, a breaking down of the inability for the satanic orders to communicate. Um, I can't even explain to what degree, but it's like any, any army every day starts with, with orders and directives of what they're to do. Each one has a, a mission, you might say, and even the ability to grasp that is breaking down in the rank and file uh, of those that dwell in the spirit. Needless to say, that has a long-range effect on the human channels that exist, the, 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 the bankers, the 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 globalists, the elitists, the Nephilim, the seed of Satan, uh, the sons of Satan, and all of that. Um, it's a fairly extensive network in the earth, one that I have not really had that much interest to really delve too far into. But it all shakes down from the realm of spirit. We don't find our solutions on this plane and work them out, you know, or elect them out or elect them in. The answers are all done from the realm of spirit. That's where, that's why the authority is being committed to the sons. Because it can't be done by power. It can't be done by manipulation or just kind of a revelation. It has to be done by the commitment of authority.
That is what is shaking the heavens. You know, and, and that's been the promise all along. You know, once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. We're in that window. And more than ever, it's so contingent upon us that we stay on our face and keep speaking the word. Keep speaking the word and know that the word you're speaking, it's not by rote. You know, you're just not going to go through the exercise. You reach into God. That word is part of that stone cut out of the mountain. And it's hitting the feet of that image. And it's hitting the feet. And it's hitting that feet. It's almost like the, the story in Second Kings 13. You know, Elisha told uh, the king to take the arrows and beat them not once. And the king didn't have enough faith and only beat the arrows a couple times. And he says, boy, you missed it because you're only going to have victory a couple times. It's the same thing. In our hands, we hold the arrows. And what does it mean to beat the arrows? Well, it doesn't mean going before God and, placate, and, and just saying, oh God, hear my prayer and pray, pray, pray. No, to beat the arrows means you stand as a son and you keep speaking the word and you keep speaking the word. We're not, we're not going before God and supplicating the Father and say, Oh, Father, you know, whatever we might say. Oh, save America, Father. Well, you know, I'm not interested in saving America. You know, you, you're going to bring the kingdoms of all this world down to their knees so that you can then bring in the kingdom on the level that it needs to be. And if America is part of that, that's great. People get so caught up in just praying all of these misguided prayers without really understanding what the Father or the Son is doing in people's lives or in, 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 in the lives of countries and nations and really what's going on. It's a lot different than, than what we understand it to be. But that this is the time that we're in. You know, it, it's a time of beating the arrows, speaking the word, and knowing that that word is hitting the image at the feet, and it's beginning to break. Now, it hasn't fully broken yet. It hasn't been pulverized to dust. We're seeing cracks happen in the image. We're seeing things getting, things are shaking up a lot. But we're not there yet. If you look at the kingdoms of this world, they're running around with band-aids and gauze trying to hold up things. And the rulers that uh, are ruling the nations, the media, all of it, is, they're just frantically trying to cover their backside as God begins to bring them down. And the decisiveness of what's happening is going to be very complete. When God judges fully the media, and when I say when God judges, it's through your mouth. But when the media is brought under judgment fully, it's going to be a lot more than just seeing a little shakeup of Fox News or finding out that CNN is completely biased or the Washington Post, who is owned by that Nephilim seed, has their own agenda. No, it's all going to come down. There's no place for 
a little hybrid thing to exist. It's all going to come down, whether it's the media and whether it's Hollywood. Hollywood is going to come down big time. God is not going to let anything stand of the evil and iniquity that dwell in the earth and the nations of this earth and the, the financial systems of this earth. All of it is going to come down. And it's going to be the most, most horrific thing this earth has ever seen. And we're not even talking about the geophysical things that are coming. And people are becoming more and more aware of. There's some major, major earthquake things and, and, and stuff coming. And, and, and we've seen it. We've seen it. And even as, as little as two, uh, two months ago, the directives were coming that it's, you know, these things are coming very soon. Well, that's just another layer. And, and you could say, well, what is that? Part of it, you could say, is judgment. But there's a big part of it that's the travail of creation. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to fathom within the scope of our minds how alive and, 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 and viable creation is and what creation is, even the earth. I mean, everything has life and essence to it. It's just very hard to understand. People say, oh, Mother Earth. Well, whatever well, that. I'm, but the earth is part of creation. There is a consciousness to, to everything that God has created. And it's in this travail. Romans 8, creation is in the travail with us. And I tell you, sometimes the signs are so strong, you get up in the morning and you feel like you're pregnant. And pregnant women know what, the, you know what it's like when you start having these aches and pains in your back and your sciatica or wherever. And it's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? You're pregnant. You're giving birth. We are pregnant. We're giving birth to one another. We're giving birth to the kingdom. It's, just, it's, it's really outside the box. It just keeps getting more and more outside the box. Let me see if I can read um, something here on um, Revelation. It, this really came this morning as well. Revelations 8.1 says, When the Lamb broke the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven. And I saw the seven angels who stood before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. Another angel came and stood at the altar holding a golden censer, and much incense was given to him so that he might add to it the prayers of the saints on the golden altar which was before the throne. That is so much happening, so much happening. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints went up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and filled it with the fire of the altar and threw it to the earth. And there followed peals of thunder and sounds and flashes of lightning and earthquake. And then it goes on to talk about, you know, the things that happen with this as far as the levels of judgment that began to unfold. It says, The first sounded, and there came hail and fire mixed with blood, and they were thrown to the earth. 
and a third of the earth was burned up. And a lot of people can go back and say, well, Revelations 8 already happened. I can give you a year and a date and so on and so forth. And that is, could be very well and true. But we're looking at a fulfillment on a spiritual level of something that hasn't happened but is in the midst of. And the second angel sounded something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea. And a third of the sea became blood. You know, and someone would say, well, that, was, that, that references uh, some lake or, or something. You know, whatever. You just stop wanting to try and fight with people about anything. You say you either have ears to hear or you don't. And a third of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died. And a third of the ships were destroyed. And then, you know, uh, the third angel sounded, and a great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch. And it fell on a third of the rivers and, and the springs of waters. And the name of the star is called Wormwood. And a third of the waters became Wormwood. And many men died from the waters because they were made bitter. So many areas of symbolism. You know, if you're looking for literally a third of the waters of the world to... Uh, become wormwood, I think you might be missing it because it has to do with something that's unfolding in the spirit. You know, it's almost, it's, it's like uh, further, I think it's just a little bit back in the book of Revelations, it talks about um, how the, um, the devil goes after the, uh, the woman who gave birth to the uh, child and out of his mouth spewed forth, uh, well, a, a, a torrent or whatever it was I don't have it here in front of me and you know you could, we've looked at that many times and just realized that a lot of the flood of deception lies in illusion and conditioning has been virtually that which has flowed out of the mouth of the dragon and so what's happening in the earth is, is such a complex layered thing because the word that's happening in the earth, the, um, the mm, I don't know if word would be the right, um, but the, the flow of, of, of communication of what's being expressed is, uh, is very interesting because you've got two layers. You've got this layer of illusion and deception that's constantly being propagated, of which the news media have been, you know, a huge part of that, and the TV and, and whatnot, to continue to push that, that filth and lie into the earth stream of consciousness, which is another reason why it's so important that you speak the word. And we're not talking about prayer. I want to make sure that we're not going to go and start praying. That's not what God's asking for. He's asking for the sons to be to speak the word, because the word spoken in the spirit it is what counteracts the flood of deception and lies and and all of that, which is spewing literally out of the mouth of the dragon through millions of channels in the earth. All of it coming to bring a conditioning and a dullness, uh, so, you know, so many things to hinder and block what God is bringing forth until people seem to walk about in a stupor and you just can't seem to reach anyone because they just don't 
have an ear to hear. Anyway, it goes on. Um, let me see if there's something else. Chapter 9 goes into further judgments that continue to happen. And you can read that if you'd like. And in, into Revelations chapter 10. Um, and of course, Revelations chapter 10 hits a point verse 5 where he says the angel whom I saw standing on the sea and the hand lifted up his right hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever who created heaven and the things in it earth and things in it and the sea and things in it there will be delay no longer but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel when he is about to sound Then the mystery of God is finished as he preached to his servants, the prophets. We're in the days of the seventh angel, but you know that. And that's why we are being driven and pushed to speak the word because we're in a crucial time. And we can see this move a lot more quickly than it's moving by giving ourselves to speak the word and to bring forth the judgment as God directs you because he is tearing down the evil and every kingdom that has withstood the presence of God, they are coming down. And, you know, you look at Revelations 10.7 and he says, the mystery of God is finished. The mystery of God is finished. To me, that's more than Christ in you, the hope of glory. That is, the resurrected Christ in you, having resurrected your body, the confirmation of the glory. You are the mystery of God. So much so that angels look on and they don't even, it's, it's hard to fathom. And the satanic world looks on and they, they, they can't fathom it. How God would take these humble earthen creatures, in some ways just the lowest order there is, and bring forth a whole new creation, the sons of God. When you have these principalities, powers, these, these angels who have existed for eons of time and, and stood in great places in the presence of the Father, you know, so great are they in their own eyes. And they look down at this lowly creation and they can't fathom it. It's like, What? But you are the mystery of God. And this is a time that you are being finished. And finished means resurrection. It means your body will be fully resurrected. I remember a vision about two years ago, maybe a little bit less. The Lord was talking to me for some time about resurrection life. 
pushing me to really reach into it. And he said, right below your skin is your new body. If you could just kind of peel off one layer of skin, the resurrected body is right beneath it. Needless to say, I didn't try to peel off my skin. That would have, <laughs> that would have hurt. But the close proximity to the reality of the promise and the provision and the completion of the mystery of God is right here. Another word came maybe a year later, and I've mentioned it in subsequent words. And he just simply said, visualize yourself on the other side of this transformation. And that, that, that is interesting. That can be challenging. But like I said in the last word, maybe it's easier just to visualize yourself being filled to the fullness with the Godhead, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. See yourself completely one with them. Completely one. Not, not a coming in and a going out, but an absolute emergence or merging of all that they are and all that you are. You know, it's like, you know, making, uh, making something and you're pouring in the ingredients and you see the separate ingredients and then you stir it up really well. And it's no longer two ingredients. It's just one thing. That's what we are and that's what we've become, even though the mind has difficulty in accepting that. I know that we've kind of jumped around and talked about a number of things, from resurrection life to really embracing, you know, what we are now and how God sees us, to the need to speak the word and the correlation to speaking the word to seeing the finality of the judgments finished now. So now, from now to the end of the year, from now to the next four or five weeks, you know, whatever, however it is, we're in a very short window. And we need to give ourselves to speaking the word, bringing in the judgments, declaring authority over the principalities and the powers, thrones and dominions. All the rest of it's, you know, going to come under judgment. We don't have to pray over uh, certain individuals necessarily, but we go after the spirit realm, and that thing is going to change everything on this plane. So we're in a countdown. We're in a countdown. It's exciting, but this is where we are, and life as we know it is going to change. Now I know out there in the unreal world that that had I've, I've heard that passed around a little bit lately they said well life is going to change as you know it because they're referencing the catastrophic economic collapse that's coming and you know other scenarios that are on the horizon any of which you know just a little bit of something could set off a powder keg and consequently life as you know it 
is going to be changed forever. And that's true. It absolutely will be to those that dwell on the face of the earth. But to those who are being raised up in this time of final completion, life will never be the same because you are becoming and being completed as a whole new creation. So, Lord, help us to, you know, be able to multitask here and do a number of things simultaneously and be focused on a number of things simultaneously. And in the midst of all of that, continue to break the bonds we have with ourself so that we don't lock ourselves into who we are not. And that's something that's an on, it's something that's ongoing. You know, it's almost like every morning you have to get up and say, this is not who I am. You know, the, the aches, the pains, the, the problems, uh, the whatever comes up is not who you are. And so you just break your connections, you break your ties with that, and you reach into your true identity. Who are you? Who are you? I am the Christ. You know? And that's who we are. And I'm the Father. That's kind of scary, isn't it? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Hmm. It goes hand in hand. Oneness Oneness cannot be isolated into certain aspects. In certain places or certain ways, oneness applies. In certain other ways, it doesn't apply. And it's like, I have to say, if you're one with the Father, then you are one. What does that mean? Well, if you see the Father, you're seeing you. If you see you, you see the Father. You can't undo the batter. You, you put the ingredients in, you put it in the blender, you zipped it up really well. And there you are, the interpenetration of God and man. You can't go and undo that. So, well, let me, let, me, let me reverse the process here. I'm not really sure. No. You, this is who you are. So I loose the voice of the sons. I was going to say the voice of the prophets, but no. I loose the voice of the sons. And that includes the daughters. You know, it's, it's all the same. Um, I lose the voice of the sons as they bring in the kingdom right now and they bring in the judgments of the Father. And the earth is going to bear witness to the travail of the sons. And all of creation is going to bear witness. And I know that they're more aware of it than we are. But we've been shown bits and pieces along the way. And so much more is coming. So much more is coming. So we bless this word tonight. I bless this word to the true kings and priests of God. To the kings and priests of God that reign now. Not, not later, not in the future. But now you reign, now you rule, 
from his presence, the kings and priests are ruling. And as such, they have the scepter in their hand and judgment is being administered and the word is flowing. And it's been really wild and crazy the last several months. But I tell you, that's nothing to what we're going to see in the next similar frame of time. So we lose this word tonight. Lord, we give ourselves to speak the word and to be what you have created us to be. We refuse to allow the mind to enter in and judge and say, well, not yet. You're not there. Uh, I haven't been walking with God long enough, so it must apply to someone else. No, if you're hearing this word, and if it's bearing witness in your heart, and your heart is burning, then this is your word. This is your truth, and this is your time. So we thank you, Lord, for this word. And we run this race. We finish this. We finish this. And, you know, we're not going to sit back and evaluate ourselves. We're not going to say, how, you know, do you, is it a good day, a bad day? Did I, am I doing what I'm supposed to do? Is, is the Lord happy with what I'm doing? Is he mad? We're not going to go through any of that. We're not, we don't have time for that. We're just going to keep in motion. And we know that this is what's pleasing the Father. This is the faith that he was looking for. So we thank you, Lord, tonight. We send this word out in the spirit. We send it out to the cloud of witnesses and to whomever else it is meant to go. In Jesus' name, amen.